Attention all personnel. Incoming podcast. This is MASH Matters. It is episode 15 of the MASH Matters podcast, also known as the Host Kelly edition of the MASH Matters podcast. Man, oh man, Jeff Maxwell. Yes, it's me. (laughs) I'll tell you what, man. Last episode, we had a very special guest with uh, Nurse Kelly, Kelly Nakahara. And I think we broke the internet. I think so, yeah. Because people came out of the woodwork and the overall response has been overwhelmingly positive, just like Kelly herself, overwhelmingly positive. Overwhelmingly positive. It's amazing. I I had no idea people liked her so much. I mean, you know, (laughs) she was nice, but come on. I mean, really? No, you know, it was it was a it was a really, really uh, kind of emotional uh, episode for me to to be able to talk to Kelly like that and to have discuss her her physical situation and that she is in remission and everybody feels good about that. I know she went through a lot. Uh, She didn't want to talk about it, the details of it, but I do know that what she went through is pretty grueling and difficult. So for her to to show up on the podcast and and share everything with us as much as possible, it was a real joy, a true, true joy, not only just because she's able to do it, but it was also kind of walking down memory lane for me as well. So, well, I'll tell you what, I have to be honest. My my name is on the podcast, but I was not really in that episode because (laughs) I got so wrapped up in listening to two old friends walk down memory lane. Honestly, there were times where I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm in this. So I need to talk every now and then because I'm just sitting here as a fan loving every minute of listening to you guys talk. It was it was a delight for me. And I was sitting here as it happened. And so I know that it had to be such a thrill for uh, the listeners to hear from her and and to hear the wonderful news about the remission. And just and now have you have you heard from her since the podcast aired? Do you know if, if she's had anybody reach out to her? I, I got a uh, cease and desist letter from her. I don't know. If, <laughs> I haven't read it completely yet. I don't know what that means, but that means we've hit the big time is what it means. <laughs> the Yes, she has. Uh, we have talked and she had a great time. She loves you and says smooch to you all the time whenever we talk about anything an email or anything. She does. She had. I don't know if you want to tell your wife any about this, but she is. She adores you. So Aww. that was good. You didn't have to say too much to get that either. I don't know how you did that, but that was good. That's how women usually do warm up to me. If I don't <laughs> talk to them, they, they like me better. <laughs> That's what I found over the years. You had to write a book about that. I could do real well. Um, so, yeah, she is in a great shape. She has a great, uh, she has great humor about her situation, and she had a wonderful time, truly wonderful time. She is intensely grateful to the reaction that she's had from people who heard it and who love her. And so it was a real successful thing for all of us. You and I, I know we talked about this. We were really happy that we could do this with her. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because we thought it would be kind of a very positive, hey, I'm back a little bit in the world. And, uh, you know, we're grateful to her because she chose this uh, platform to come back in the world and share her her story. So all the way around, it was an extremely positive experience. And thank you to everybody who listened to it and who will listen to it. 
and who's responded in such a wonderful way. And you don't have to stop. You know, you can keep sending uh, emails to her and all kinds of stuff or, you know, on the Facebook, however that thing works. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that Facebook thing, I don't know how that works, but I know people like it. Speaking of uh, Facebook, we had so many responses to that episode on Facebook that I just ended up doing a screenshot and sending it to Kelly. (laughs) It was going to be impossible for me to try to like transcribe them all or copy and paste them all. I just took screenshots of all of them (laughs) and sent them right on to her. So she has seen them and she is so appreciative. And we got emails, too. Um, Debbie Brown from Lincoln, California. She wrote in and said, I've been wanting to write to you for months. So Kelly's appearance on the May 1st episode was the perfect reason. When everyone talks about their favorite episodes, I'm honestly surprised I haven't heard anyone else say that, hey, look me over is their favorite episode. Every time I watch it, I wonder what took them so long to feature Kelly. And it's sad that they were in the last season when they did it. Kelly, thank you for being a champion for all us girls who weren't 5'9", slinky with long blonde hair and a perky little nose that would fit in a bottle cap. You talk to Hawkeye the way all us girls wish we could have talked to the guys who didn't give us the time of day because they didn't think we were enough. I don't know if the writers intended this, but I love how your and Margaret's storylines paralleled one another. Margaret also had something to prove to Buckholtz by proving that she was good enough, even though the colonel didn't think good was good enough. Mm. I'm not sure when this podcast gets recorded, so I'm hoping it's not too late for Kelly to get this email. You are simply amazing. And for years, I've wanted to contact you and tell you how much I've loved your character on MASH. In reading articles online, I've read over and over again that you're just like your character warm, adorable, kind, and funny as heck. And Debbie, she is. <laughs> Thank you for writing that, Debbie. And yes, we will pass that along to Kelly, or maybe Kelly's listening to it right now. Kelly, you are so loved, and thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. Indeed. So now let's head to the phones. Head to the phones. A longtime listener, first-time caller. We have several voicemails that have come in. We're going to play one now, and this one is from Mike in Seattle. Hi, this is Mike from Seattle, and it was a question for Jeff. Jeff, I understand that you were only hired for one episode of MASH, but I think you did so well, and the producers loved you, that you ended up doing something like 80 or something like that. Is that true? And if so, how did that happen? I'd love to know. Thanks so much. All right. Well, I have an answer, Mike, from Seattle. You know, Seattle's a great place. The the Space Needle is there and everything. And I hear property values are going through the roof in Seattle. So, Mike, you've got a great situation there if you if you have a house or you want to sell a house or it's not good to buy a house. But if you want to sell one, you're going to do real well, Mike. Anyway, uh, the question was, what was the question? <laughs> I think it was uh, showing shock in the fact that after one day of yeah. work that you were asked to yeah. return and then asked to return for many, 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 many episodes. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for calling, Mike. See you around. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, the truth is, uh, that's kind of true. Uh, yes, I was there only for a day and I wasn't going to come back, but I had been in a scene that I had to recreate. Long story, which I won't go into, but they had to, I had to match a shot. So I came back that day and they did some other stuff. And then the other stuff I did, they thought I was pretty funny. Oh, or at least uh, not necessarily that it was pretty funny, but I fit the camp. And I think Kelly and I actually talked about this. Some, for some 
you know, ethereal reason, I, I landed at this place and I, my character, my personality, whoever I am or will be or was then fit that moment in time with those people. And I think the producers saw it and they said, yeah, this guy works. He's good. Let's keep him around. And that's kind of what happened. So it was a great, it was a great thing to have happen. But yes, Mike, uh, that, I hope I answered your question and I hope you uh, do well in real estate. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Mike, for calling. Hey, if you want to call and leave a voicemail, you can do that by calling 513-436-4077. All right. So let's go to the mailbag now. And um, Jeff, I believe you have a question from Dylan. Dylan. Oh, yeah. Dylan L. Well, that's kind of a short last name, isn't it? Dylan L. It's just a letter (laughs) L. Dylan, come on. Add some letters to this. How do you pronounce that? <laughs> Dylan Lowell. I'd like to introduce you to Mr. Lowell. Hi, Mr. Lowell. Nice meeting you. Oh. Anyway, I'm sorry we insulted you, Dylan, but don't worry about it. It's okay. Well, wait a minute. Is Dylan a... See, I assumed Dylan was a male when I said Mr. Lowell. Now, it may not be. That's a good point. Dylan is also a girl's name. So, uh, Mr. or Miss Ole, we hope that you will let us know what your last name is someday so we don't make any more fun of you. Anyway, Dylan's question. Dylan's question. Were there ever times that enlisted personnel commonly cast as extras were instead played by the film stage crew or by a friend of the show? Eh? Huh? Uh, fans of the show or its crew ever put in as background enlisted personnel? Well, uh, yes, that did happen. Um, as a matter of fact, I have a personal situation with regard to that. At one time, I used to be in the nightclub business and I had a comedy partner and we were we travel around the country and around the world uh, trying to make people laugh. We were called Garrett and Maxwell. It was a comedy team. And uh, during the shooting of MASH, I don't remember what year it was, but if I had a little bit of uh, influence somewhere, I was able to kind of maneuver things to get my comedy partner on the show as an extra. And so uh, one or two or three, even I'm not sure how many, uh, he was in a number of shows as an extra and he was a, a nice looking blonde guy. And so he fit the uh, the cast as well. And so that was fun. They they allowed that to happen. And that was a fun thing for him and myself as well. And other friends, there were people who were, as a matter of fact, I believe Mike Farrell's wife was cast, uh, his first wife, not his second wife. His first wife was cast, who was also a, new, a wonderful person named Judy. Mm-hmm. And she was cast as one of the nurses, I believe, in one of the shows or a couple of the shows. Yes. So, yeah, it did happen. None of the crew ended up in the show ever to my knowledge anyway nobody from the crew or the production team or anything any of the writers they didn't but various people who were kind of actors and on the fringes of show business or very involved in show business being an actor or whatever yeah if there was an opportunity to bring a friend or family in and it fit the situation yeah it would happen absolutely so in your your friend and forgive me his name again is Garrett Garrett, Garrett right? yes Bill Garrett you you had pointed out to me that he was in the scene where you're doing Doing the group photo. And that's I believe that's for the Big Mac episode where uh, General MacArthur comes to visit the camp. Yes. And uh, so there's the big scene where you all are get together and Hawkeye's taking the picture. And he says, take a few steps to the left, take a few steps to the right. And if you find Igor, I believe he's to your right in the photo. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. Yeah. The next time you see the episode Big Mac in that scene, 
you can see Jeff's friend right there standing next to him. So yes. thank you for sharing that. That was a nice little uh, surprise for me, too, because I, I wasn't aware. I I knew of your background in the clubs and I knew of, of your uh, comedy team with him, but I didn't know that he appeared in one of the episodes. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's great. It was we were the comedy team of Garrett and Maxwell was on MASH. Right. <laughs> <laughs> sort of. Well, that was kind of fun. Yeah. All right. So uh, thank you again, Dylan, for writing in and uh, asking that question. Excuse me. I'm sorry. And please, Dylan, let us know if you're a boy or a girl. I'd like to know. Or in between. (laughs) It doesn't matter to us. I don't care. We don't care, do we? We don't care. I'm just saying we don't. But I'm curious. Just some sort of identification would be interesting. Yeah. Okay. So uh, (laughs) there's no real good way to transition from that. But let me uh, and I probably shouldn't use the word transition. But anyway, um, (laughs) Very I'm so good. sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, Dylan, I am so, so sorry. We're here all week. Have the meal. <laughs> uh, this is a message that came in from Lee Heft, and he lives in Hampton, Virginia. And Lee just sent us a, a, a message that really made me smile. He I, says, I, 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 I don't want to interrupt you. I don't mean to interrupt you. We don't know whether Lee's a boy or a girl either, do we? What's going on here? It, it's true. He does reference his wife or her wife in this. I'm assuming that Lee is a man, but I shouldn't do that, should I? It's 2019. <laughs> we know can't assume anything. When you if you write in, please, would you please leave a, a, a corresponding letter <laughs> so we know what uh, sex you are? And that would that'd be helpful. We had so many people come to us from the Kelly episode, and now we're going to have so many people leave us. Oh, it's going to be an exodus. Just, oh, my goodness. They're running out the door. Woo. Okay, so <laughs> Lee Heft in Hampton, Virginia says, guys, I have to tell you, I didn't even know you had the show. Today on Kelly's Facebook page, she shared it as a huge MASH fan, as my wife would say, how can you watch those episodes time after time after time? I love all the characters, the stories, just everything about it. At any rate, so here I am at work. I see Kelly's post and I figure I'll have a quick listen. (laughs) Want to bet? An hour and two minutes later, I'm still hearing it in my head. Great questions. Great insight to the backstories. Just want to say thank you. Now, of course, my wife is going to be saying another podcast. (laughs) He says, I have some catching up to do. Thank you so much for your efforts. Thank you, Lee for joining us and uh, liking what you hear. And I hope we don't offend you too much in this episode that you'll want to continue to listen to us. <laughs> but we're going to try. Uh, we're going to give it a sincere effort. So uh, let's see. Who can we offend now, Jeff? All right. Looking down, here's somebody named Laura. Laura. La, 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 la. Now, we don't know that Laura is. No, no, I guess. No, we, yeah, we don't. Uh, Laura Olivieri. Yes. Laura Olivieri. I like saying that very much. Laura Olivieri on Facebook. All right. Hey, Ryan. Oh, well, fine. Thanks a lot. Okay. <laughs> I'll pretend I'm more. Hey, Ryan, there's a question I've been thinking of, but I don't know if Jeff can answer it or not. Really, I should be asking Gary Berghoff. Well, Gary Berghoff isn't here, is she? Is he? I mean. <laughs> well, now, I'm wait sorry, a minute. We don't, yeah, we don't is, know. We don't know. It's pretty <laughs> It's pretty obvious that Gary is a musician. We see him play both drums and piano on multiple occasions throughout the show. But when it comes to that bugle, he plays it terribly. I'm thinking Gary could actually play that bugle pretty well and dumbed it down for the part. Any insight there? My favorite bugle spots are, colon, 
playing it with a cold sore. Ow! Pulling it out of the bonfire remnants, and it's still fine. And, of course, Jeff. Thank you. Jeff firing a cannonball at it. Ha, ha, ha! Thanks again for a great show. Laura, thank you for writing that. Yes. Um, well, Ryan, because she said, hey, Ryan, you have actual research. <laughs> I know that you've compiled. I have done minutes of exhaustive research online <laughs> to find out if Gary actually plays the bugle or not. The final verdict is... I don't know for sure, but from what I've seen so far, he was very musical. As you said, he did play the drums. He played the piano. You saw him playing the drums in, in several episodes, uh, Showtime, and uh, I think it was Dear Dad Again. He plays the drums, and that's that's him playing. What, I, what I've read online is that the consensus is, yes, that is him playing. Now, whether or not he played it really well and dumbed it down, or maybe he wasn't a great bugler and was just playing it as well as he could, that remains to be seen, but I believe that he was playing it. Maybe someday, if if uh, down the road, maybe we have the uh, the fortune of having uh, Mr. Berghoff on this show, we can ask Laura's question point blank to him. But just going on what I've read online is I think that he was playing the bugle, but I cannot confirm it. So that was a really long answer that absolutely proved nothing. Nothing. <laughs> absolutely nothing. <laughs> I, you know, I wish I could say, Laura, I was standing there and I heard him do it in my it was a few years ago. This is 2019. The show ended in 1983. You know, when I started the show, I was 11. So don't do math or anything here. <laughs> but that episode was pretty early. It was probably 1974 or something like that. So. I don't remember. I can't say to you, I remember standing next to him, hearing him do that. I kind of think I did. So I think he actually did do it and could make it make noise. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, like uh, Ryan, uh, I have proved nothing here whatsoever. So we're going to have to wait, I guess, until Gary shows up and he can answer the question. Exactly. I hope he knows. <laughs> <laughs> If he doesn't know, then we're really in trouble. Everybody's messed up. <laughs> it's longer ago than we all thought. That's right. Tina Krasner from Facebook, she writes in and she asks about a scene that's a favorite scene of mine as well. She says, I'm watching the episode No Sweat, and I wanted to know if the scene when Igor comes into the mess tent and turns on the fan, if that was done in one take with all the papers flying around. Thanks and enjoying the podcast. Thank you, Tina, for writing in. And I love that episode, and I do really love that scene. That's the scene where Winchester is using the occasion of not being able to sleep because of the heat to work on his uh, taxes that his family has uh, shipped over to him. And uh, so he has piles and piles of papers everywhere in the mess tent. It's the middle of the night, and in walks Igor to get the tent ready for breakfast. And you pull over a fan, <laughs> and hilarity ensues. Hey, Major Winchester, what are you doing up so early? I have a great deal of work to do, Ego, so if you don't mind... Oh, how much time before breakfast? you still got an hour, Doc. Boy, I tell you, I don't mind having some company for a change. You probably don't know it, but every lousy day, I gotta get up before Reveille to get this joint ready. I'll tell you, this is about the hottest I've ever seen it here. Hey, you look like you've been through the ringer. And you know something? You're making it extra tough on yourself. This here fan ain't much help, but heck, every little bit counts. Fan? Fan! 
what do you remember about that episode, about that scene? Oh, boy. You know, I remember doing it. I, I believe it was done in one take because nobody wanted to go around and pick up all that paper. So I'm pretty sure it was done in one take. I can't. I don't remember how it was constructed, the rest of the scene. Uh, and I haven't seen that episode for a while. If I had just seen it, I could tell you exactly. But they may have had to do something else after that wide shot, the master shot, as they call it, which is the whole thing. You're seeing the fan do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. If they cut to a close up of he or me and there was paper flying, maybe they had to, you know, blow some paper to cut the close ups in. I don't remember, but I think that shot was basically done once. <laughs> I, and I was afraid of David Ogden Steyer, so I wanted to not screw it up and he didn't screw it up. So I think we did. Okay. Now you, I, I'm, I have to ask, why were you scared of David Ogden Steyer's? <laughs> Uh, well, he was, uh, you know, and again, I, I've said this before, I, I let myself be afraid and intimidated by a lot of people because it gave it gave me a character. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, Igor had his moments and I had to infuse him with as much real stuff as I could. And so one of the ways to do that was to kind of be overwhelmed with everything, because I think a guy in his situation was overwhelmed anyway. By just being in Korea and being around all this death and all this destruction and all these crazy people and wanting to live and get home and get rid of it, all that. So I think, you know, everybody sort of came at that moment in the way they could. My way was it was easy for me to kind of be intimidated by that whole situation by being intimidated by the people around me. Mm-hmm. So I I wasn't, you know, when they said cut, I could sit around and say, hey, give me a donut. but <laughs> when I let it go, I was intimidated, not necessarily by that person, but by the character. Okay. He was an intimidating guy. You know, he was he was pompous and he did his stuff. And he was as a just a private in the army. I would have been intimidated by this intelligent doctor who was a pompous butthead. OK, so I, I let myself as a human being be intimidated by that moment. And it gave me a you know, a character. So just to confirm, then you are saying that you were letting Igor be intimidated by Winchester. It wasn't Jeff Maxwell being intimidated by David Ogden Stiers. You know, you as a very talented actor uh, know that there are moments in playing those things where the real life intersects with the fantasy. Uh, so as a person, if you are intimidated by something, sometimes uh, it's a real moment. And perhaps, you know, Jeff Maxwell was intimidated by David Ogden Stiers. I don't know. I just let the process happen and I kind of didn't delineate it. Okay. I know that the character would have probably been intimidated a little bit by that doctor. Oh, yeah. Because they were all smart and Igor wasn't necessarily the brightest bulb on the block. <laughs> um, but also as a person. Uh, I allowed myself to be a, a little intimidated by David Ogden Stiers. He's a terrific actor, and I wasn't such a trained uh, actor as he was. So I could allow that to happen as a person as well. So it was happening on both, you know, it's, you know, acting, your brain is going through fuzzy things, and you don't know exactly what's happening <laughs> as long as you can talk through the words, and there's some kind of, you go, please, let me get through this, and you go to the bathroom. So that's kind of what you do. I also want to note that that scene is a, a, one of those rare moments also in the show where we see Igor without his hat on. <sighs> Ooh, doggies. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That show, I believe somebody in real life 
had talked me into having a permanent done to my hair. And if you look closely, I think you can see the curls in it. My hair was not naturally curly. It is curly. Yes. Yes. I had a curly head because I had uh, some, I just, I went, oh, all right, I'll have a permanent. Because he said, well, it'll make your hair look real thick and fluffy and everything. It didn't look make it look thick and fluffy. It was just curly. So uh, that's why I did But I, it worked for the episode because it was hot and humid. And so obviously the humidity would do that to Igor's hair. Absolutely. It's See there? Uh, it, it, art imitating life or something like that. It's a bold character choice. Yes. 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 Uh, absolutely. Yes. Very bold. And uh, David Ogden Stiers said, you look like an idiot, which would help me be intimidated by him. <laughs> so thank you to everybody who wrote in these questions. We still have a, a ton of questions that we have not gotten to. And, and thank you for the messages and the emails. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do that on Twitter, Mash Matters, Facebook. We're on YouTube. You can go to MashMattersPodcast.com, send us an email, or you can leave us a voicemail at 513-436-4077. I want to say one thing about people who send uh, requesting an autograph for me. Yes. I'm very, very happy to do it, uh, but a couple of things have to happen. Number one is, if you have sent that within the last two months and you don't have anything back yet, please do it again. Uh, there was some mix up with mail and so forth. So I apologize if I didn't get those back to you. I will do it. I'm very uh, diligent about it. So uh, if you don't have it and you sent it two months ago, please try again. I do appreciate it when you send the pictures and people copy, you know, stuff off the Internet and print it out. It's really cool. I'll be happy to sign those uh, without question. Uh, but also, please send me a stamped return envelope along with it. Because it gets kind of, ex not that it's going to, you know, throw me out in the street, <laughs> but it's easier if I have that envelope and I can just sign the thing, put it in the envelope and mail it back to you rather than trying to go to the post office and figure out how much it costs and the weigh it and all that kind of stuff. I, of course, I my massive staff would do that for me, <laughs> but they're all on vacation right now. So I can't. I'm going to ask you not to talk about your massive staff here on the podcast. I please. that. <laughs> It's another yeah, show. See, we've so already fun. we've already turned enough people away from today's episode. We don't need to to insult anybody else. Um, no, you can, by the way, find uh, if you would like to send something to Jeff, uh, you can find his address at matchmatterspodcast.com on the contact us page. And it could be anything, you know, you could send me a puppy or some, you know, <laughs> deck of cards. I don't care. I'll sign the puppy. A puppy playing cards. I mean, you know, yeah. hey. you know, the, that painting of puppies playing cards. That would be exactly. Good. This is good. <laughs> this is good. All right. We're going to close with one more voicemail. Here is a voicemail that came in from Mary. Hi, my name is Mary. I just love Jeff. Well, thank you, Mary. Amazing to watch him as that character. He was amazing. Mm, say amazing one more but time, please. Much joy. Oh, thank you. Much joy when I was watching Ooh. that show. Yeah. Um, MASH. Ooh, MASH. Yeah. Um, curious that I've never heard Jeff talk about his personal life. Oh, really, man? I was curious. Hmm. Married, children, grandchildren. Hmm. It would be nice to know that the character had more of a life than just MASH. Hmm. So, tell us the truth. What happened? Yep. Oh, yep. Have a great day. Thanks. Bye. Could everybody please leave us alone for a while because I need to be alone. <laughs> <a moment>. Mary. 
Let me calm down. Mary, thank you very much for that lovely message. I really enjoyed that. In fact, um, we're going to play it three or four more times. After <laughs> Have you made it your ringtone yet? Uh, but Mary, yes, uh, just to reveal some personal information, I am a married fellow, been married for many years. We are very happily married. I do not have any children. Uh, we sold three of them, so we don't have any anymore. Uh, they were cute while we had them. But, you know, they get a certain age and yeah, I don't care anymore. Uh don't have any kids. Never did. Uh, I do have a parrot named George. Uh, I have that that bird for over 30 years. It's a her. I didn't know that when I got her. I uh, thought it was a he, but it turned out to be a her. Uh, she and I are very, very good friends. And um, I really enjoy that. By the way, if anybody is ever interested in getting a parrot, it's a great pet. But you have to understand that it is a lifetime commitment. So, don't go to the store. Oh, it's a cute little birdie. I'll take it home because it doesn't work that way. It's a lifetime commitment and uh, you got to be real serious about owning a creature like that. I wasn't at the time, but I got real serious because I bonded with the bird and the bird bonded with me. So George is a really cool thing. So I have a wife and a parrot and a car and some clothes <laughs> and I live in a house. And okay, I do have a swimming pool. I have a swimming pool. I was on TV, mm -hmm. yeah. and I I go to a hair salon to get my hair cut, not permed. <laughs> and uh, what else? What else, Ryan? Are you a Virgo, a Taurus? I, I forget. What are you? Sorry, I don't discuss personal issues oh. like that. <laughs> you know why don't you? How, how about? Because I'm sure one of these somebody's going to call up and say. Ryan, I love the way you sound. I'd like to know something about your personal life, if you don't mind. So can you share a little bit about your personal life? Because what the heck? Yes, I, I too am married. I have uh, two children, a boy who is uh, eight, about to turn nine, and uh, a teenage girl. There have been moments where I've wanted to sell her off. Ah, so I, I understand it. She's getting to that age. Yep. She's a good kid. Um, but no, my wife and I have been married for 19 years this July, and uh, we live in Illinois. By the way, when people say Illinois, they instantly think Chicago, mm -hmm. and we're pretty much as far away from Chicago as you can possibly get, which I'm kind of okay with. Yeah, yeah. I, I tell people that I I live in the part of the state that's not corrupt. <laughs> so I've, I now let's see, I've ticked off the Chicagoans now. So let's see who else can I offend. <laughs> My background, I worked in radio for many years. I work in marketing. My hobbies, I love watching baseball. And uh, and it's funny that you bring up the whole autograph request thing because one of my hobbies is I do collect autographs. Ah. And one of my first big projects was collecting autographs from the entire MASH cast, which I have. I, I And I even a lot of the, the secondary characters and some of the uh, directors and things like that. I have a I have a Larry Gelbart in my collection, which I'm very proud of. So. Ooh, that's me. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, that's kind of me in a nutshell. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I forgot to say my hobbies. That was a good answer. Um, my hobbies are golf and plastic surgery. <laughs> so if you happen to be a plastic surgeon, please get in touch with me. I want to see your work and perhaps we can talk. Or if you happen to be a really good golf instructor, please get in touch with me so we can perhaps talk about our work. Or if you're a plastic surgeon who likes to golf. Ooh. Oh, 
Say that again slowly, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think we better sign off before you get too excited here. I think we better get out of here. <laughs> Brian, it's been great. It Thank has. you very much. What a fun day. Yes, this has been fun. And to everybody we've offended, we're sorry. Please continue to listen. Uh, please subscribe to us on your podcast apps. And if you would be so kind, I just want to point out real quick, we have a slew of five-star ratings over there on iTunes, the Apple Podcast. And we had another one come in this week. From Mugs1960, that's his username or her username. Uh, it says, there are a few different MASH theme podcasts, but Jeff and Ryan, your MASH Matters podcast is head and shoulders above the rest. Yes. The combination of Ryan's knowledge of the show and inside firsthand experiences of Jeff, not to mention his great sense of humor, make for a perfect combination. Loved the interview with Kelly. Would love to hear more from the cast. Keep up. The great work. Thank you, Mugs1960. We really appreciate that. Yeah. Hey, we'll be back for episode 16. Yeah, that's right. Our podcast is almost old enough to drive. Yeah. <laughs> Until next time. Thank you so much. And, and uh, bye bye. <laughs> I still don't know how to sign off this dead gun episode. Well, people should write in and tell us how to sign off because we don't know. We we both are very experienced people, but we just don't know how to sign off this thing. So maybe we somebody could tell us, you know, like the Sopranos. They ended the show. It just went black. We just done. We'll just go to silence for for seven minutes at the end of every episode. <laughs> And confuse people. Yes, that's a good thing to do because we haven't offended them enough in this episode. No, if you have a suggestion, and I'll, I'll say there are some other MASH podcasts out there. Uh, you know, I think one, they always use Abyssinia as their, their sign off. And, huh. and that is all as, is, is a sign off of one. So I don't want to necessarily steal their thunder and take their same sign off. So no. if you have a suggestion for our sign off, how we say goodbye on every episode. We would love to hear it. You can uh, email us through our website, mashmatterspodcast.com or tweet us or Facebook us or whatever. Maybe we'll get some and we'll, uh, we'll put it up for a vote. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Jeff. Abyssinia. That is all. <laughs> <laughs>